When you and I first started this podcast, we could explain every bit of the plot. Man, I miss the old times. Still got it met. Well, you know the rest. Welcome to Gotta Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels, and I'm joined as always by Joe. How are you, Joe? I'm good. Um, I, as soon as you started to do the intro, I was like, did I have something prepared as a joke this time? I did, if you want mine. Uh, mine was, I think I already tweeted mine, the thing about, I, it hit me this past week. I was like, why did... Like, I never realized how weird it is the image of Roxas just laying on his bed in a cloak every day. Like, he never changes. <laughs> Presumably. We skip some days, but Yeah, still. nobody is a creature that um, is just a, an empty shell without a heart and a laundry machine. Yeah. you think it wouldn't be that difficult to install it. Like, it's a big castle. <laughs> I, I, mm, I would imagine, though, the plumbing in there... Ooh. is challenging yeah it's like I, I don't know maybe only on the first floor or something yeah. this is not worth it anyways this is a kingdom hearts show. um we recap the plot and we focus on the really important details like why no one in organization 13 has pajamas so 358 is a sad game everything we're covering <laughs> today is extremely fucking sad uh yep and uh, there's, there's the one scene coming up soon that's just downright horror, I would say. Ugh. But before that, uh, let's cover the diaries from the days we covered last time. I'm pretty sure you started last time, so I'll start this time with cool. day 173, entitled Picking Up the Slack. I've decided to work harder while Shion is asleep to pick up some of the slack. Axel said he asked Syx about her, but no dice. He did say that Syx was having second thoughts about... Calling her broken, though. I just hope we get this all, get all this drama ironed out so she doesn't have to wake up to it. Day 174 is called Seashells for Her. Shion hasn't woken up, but I'm pulling double duty to make up for it. Me and Axel talk about the dumbest stuff now. Afterwards, we head back to the castle and I leave a seashell by Shion's pillow. It would please me to see her smile when she finds them. Those pictures flash through my head again in Neverland, and when I flew, it felt like I'd done it before. Has the guy in red flown before? Is that it? Hmm. Why does he turn into a Disney villain halfway th- It would please me <laughs> yeah, to I see her like... smile. <laughs> I don't like that Ugh. phrasing at all. <laughs> it would bring pleasure to Roxas. <laughs> There's also, uh, I think I've brought this up before, how like, in the game that we watch, he never asks questions and like never really thinks hard about things, and then the diaries are so like, actually analyzing the things happening to him, and it's like, where is that disconnect? Yeah. <laughs> uh, on day 193, uh, the entry for that day is entitled Best Friends. She owns awake now. The three of us were going to go get some ice cream after our mission, but she passed out again, so we had to take her home. I talked with Axel in her room until she woke up. He said the three of us were best friends. Inseparable. Day 194 is called Even Far Apart. 
We've all started going back to our usual spot after work. Sometimes Axel and Shion are there waiting for me, other times I get there first. Things have gotten busier for us, so we can't make it every day. But even if they're not there, at least now it seems like we're together again. I wonder if it seems that way to them too. I forgot to ask Shion about the pictures in my head again. It was the same kid in red. Who is he? What does he have to do with me? Day 224 is... What's gotten into her? I think something's wrong with Shion. Is she not feeling well again? Axel said we should all go to the beach next time we get a vacation. I think he senses something is wrong too. That's why he suggested the beach. To make her feel better. Day 225 is called Something Must Be Wrong. You're just realizing that now? <laughs> okay, now I'm really worried about Shion. <sighs> I told Axel, but all he said was that she'll get through it. He knows something is wrong. I bet he's just telling me that to put my mind at ease. Well, it's not working. Day 255. Now Axel's acting weird. <laughs> Such a good title. I had ice cream with Axel after work today, but Shion didn't show. Axel said she got sent on an important mission, but he wouldn't look at me when he said it. I've been wondering what's wrong with Shion all this time, but now that I stop and think about it, Axel's not himself either. And that brings us up to today... Well, Whew, today being day 256. 256, day 256, where I uh, have to think about Kingdom Hearts. Um, <laughs> it's been longer than 256 days. Uh, so this day starts with the round room. It's entitled news, if we didn't mention that. Oh, no, I did not. We start with the round room, and Zimnus says, Shion is gone. And uh, Dimmix seems surprised. And then Zimnus goes on to explain that no one is going to look for her without his expressed permission, which immediately upsets Roxas. Yeah, and Syek says, yeah, Roxas says, what, why not? And Syek says, your friend will be left alone. Or would you rather we find some punishment? I don't know what that means. Does he uh, mean, like, does he mean if Roxas, or, well, does I he mean th- if think... anyone searches for her, they will punish her? I think, yeah, I think the implication is we're just going to let her disappear because if she bring it, or I think Syx is saying, if we bring her back, we're not going to be nice to her. Ah. Uh, is my reading of it. And Rox, yeah, so he says, or would you rather we find some punishment? And Roxas says, I'd rather you get her back. And Syx says, and why would we do that? And Roxas just kind of grumbles. The, this is an unvoiced scene, and the text just says, R R G H. I know that feeling. And Zemnis says, All will be revealed when the time comes. And Axel says, Hmm, which means if the time doesn't come, things can stay as they are. Whatever that means. And Syek says, Lord Zemnis has spoken. Obey or face your end. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. Yeah, that Axel line is weird, especially for him to fucking say out loud. Uh, in that room yeah. with everybody. Uh, <laughs> um, and I, I guess my reading of it is like, and especially what I, I get from Axel going forward to the rest of the, what we're covering today, he definitely seems to be like, well, if, I don't, if we don't necessarily solve the problem, we can sort of live in this limbo where we think things might be okay. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't actually obviously solve any problems. <laughs> Axel's trying to juggle a lot, and he's not really succeeding in any, any facet of it. Uh, but after this scene, Roxas goes back to work, and he goes to Halloween Town to uh, fix the Heartless population, which is interesting because usually his job is to destroy Heartless, but I guess it's like a checks and balances thing. Anyways, he goes to do that, and he doesn't see anybody or any balloons or anything, 
And once he gets into the plaza, he sees that tentaclaw thing that we complained about being meaningless last time. I guess this is that meaning. Uh, it, we it, found it. Hooray. It, we found it. It eats heartless. And that's a Turns bummer. out it's just a heartless. Yeah, it's just a surprise. It's a heartless. Uh, and it, it eats heartless. So Roxas runs around town and uh, ends up following the kids. And say they say something about, like, how would we know if it grew? Whatever. What do they sound like? That's my guess. Like this. <laughs> uh, and he does... Oogie boogie. Oh, that's really good. That's it. You nailed Thanks. it. Thanks. <laughs> he, uh, Roxas follows their path and finds the big thing. It's actually a pretty cool design, and he beats it. And Yeah, I have it written down as a big plant monster, uh, which is, it, it calls it a leech grave. Yeah. Uh, and it summons those tentaclaws, and it has, it's like a big pump, it's a big gourd type plant mm-hmm. that, and below it, chained to it, is a coffin that has that heartless symbol on it. It's cool. It's pretty sick. It, uh, just now, I realized the the sort of legs with the the thing in the middle reminded me of whatever the whatever the thing is in Man of Steel that is bad. That, mo- that movie um, has like no real plot. I don't know what it's called, but it's there and it's bad, and it like destroys the city. You remember that train wreck a lot more clearly than I do, apparently. My notes say that Roxas starts that fight by saying, Hello! <laughs> Which I completely believe it. Um, he beats it, and then as he's leaving, we see Jack uh, off to the side saying, like, A black cloak and, and tentacles, I have it! And he's inspired. And somehow he beats Roxas back to the plaza, because when Roxas gets there on his way home, uh, we see Jack has completed a scarecrow which has a black cloak and tentacles coming out of it based on Roxas, I guess? Yep. Roxas doesn't see the resemblance. I wish, I wish that was in Kingdom Hearts 2, but this was clearly made oh, up. Oh, that'd be so cool. After the fact. Not even a final mix? Come on. Anyways, he goes to RTC, but wait, it's one last bomb in the face. For posterity's sake. Yep, Lock, Shock, and Barrel show up again and hit him in the face with another pumpkin bomb. Yeah. It's funny because it happened before. Those kids still haven't learned their lesson. Like, he's concerned about them. <laughs> Anyways, he, he gets ice cream alone, and I believe he says something like, uh, Axel could have come. And then we see Axel off to the side, uh, like, on the clock tower, but not where Roxas can see him, and he just doesn't join. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Things are falling apart over here. Yeah. Day 257 is, for some reason, entitled Tilde... Hollow tilde. Like yeah, the this symbol. is the only one to have those, huh? It's really confusing. And nothing I don't happens. know why it's called hollow, and I don't know why there are tildes around the title. It's so nothing happens, as you mentioned. Nothing Roxas happens. just goes to Wonderland with Zigbar, and it's just a normal mission. And then he goes back to the clock tower alone and says, "Axel, Shion, where are you?" And then the day is over, and it's day two fifty eight. Yeah, day two fifty eight. My note is just the word Agrabah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he just goes on a mission to Agrabah. There's not even a clock tower scene after it. Uh, and then we skip ahead a bunch to, well, not a whole lot, but day 276, which is called Disorder. This is the one. This one will be fine, right? This one will be just fine. This oh, day yeah. will just be fine. It's called Disorder. Yeah, I'm sure nothing will go wrong. There won't be any Lynchian fucking bullshit. I really got to branch out with my avant-garde directors because like, I keep saying Lynchian. It's like, I know that's not specific enough at that point. Uh, this, this one is... The the broken chronology of this one, I I think is is uh pretty close to Inland Empire, so I think Lynchian <laughs> is a good descriptor. Yeah, I uh, guess they're, they're, I did come out of this scene not really sure 
when it happened, if it happened, who it happened to. Yup. So, <laughs> so buckle up for us trying to explain it. We get a shot of the Destiny Islands beach, and it's the shot that starts Kingdom Hearts 1, where Sora is asleep, and then Kyrie wakes him up. We don't get audio of that scene, but a is, little bit like, into it. Is there it, music playing? I think so, yeah. Okay. But a little bit after, we cut to Roxas on the beach, uh, presumably in the present, when Sora and Kyrie are not there, and he picks up a shell from the beach and says, Shion, and then he sees a figure in a cloak that has Shion's silhouette uh, running towards that little mini island that you spar with Riku on in mm -hmm. Kingdom Hearts 1, and he notices that it's Shion, he calls her name, and he runs after her. And at this point, I don't know what is real. Yeah. We see Roxas running up to that cloaked figure and yells, Shion! And they remove the hood, and it's Zexion, who is dead, and Zexion. Who is very dead. Absolutely dead. And uh, Zexion says, surely you must have known that this was going to happen. And the camera, like, quickly cuts around Roxas to show walking across the bridge towards Zexion is Riku, young Riku, notably. Um, who doesn't seem to take note that neither of them seem to take note mm -hmm. that Roxas is there. It's some, like presumably they can't even see him. Very dehumanizing to experience, I imagine. Uh, but uh -huh. Riku comes down and says, "Why would I know?" Uh, and again, yeah, they don't seem to notice Roxas. Sexy and says, "Because in your memory, you've been to a number of worlds before you came to this one, and of course, in those worlds, the only beings you met were the dark kind. That's all that's left in your heart, the darkest memories." And at this point, they're kind of both talking, and Roxas Yeah, they're talking is, in unison. Yeah, and, Ro and they're kind of like circling Roxas, and he uh, like starts to hold his head, and it's, it's, it's rough. And they go on to say, your memories of home are gone, every one. And Roxas- Can I stop you? Yeah. Can I stop you here? I'm pretty sure that this line- A lot of this, part, I feel like this of... happened in Chain of Memories. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, this, this dialogue is pulled from Chain of Memories. But I think this line is pulled, some of this line is pulled from the, <laughs> I think part of this line, part of this is pulled from that scene in Riku's story very close to the beginning when he goes to Hollow Bastion and the voice of, uh, who's the voice the, that oh, Riku the, yells at? The voice? Um, isn't that? Is that Diz? I think it might be Diz. Yeah, because it's the part where he's explaining. Oh, yeah, it, it's, asks, Diz, it's Diz pretending to be Ansem Seeker of Darkness, bringing yeah. him along. And it's in the part where he goes back to the memory of Hollow Bastion, and there's no one there, and he asks why, and he says, because the only beings you were met with were the dark kind, that's all that's left in your heart. Or maybe not. Maybe that is a Zexion line. I don't know. Um, well, but it's con Yeah, because Zexion meets him on Destiny Islands. So. Yeah, so that would make sense. I don't know. If so... Very cool. For some reason, I thought you were going to say, like, it was like a reference to a thing in Birth by Sleep, and uh, <laughs> I was going to be really mad. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Roxas falls down, and it gets, like, some static over the screen, and the camera... Oh, yeah, so this is... That happens in first person, I should note. So it goes to the first person of Roxas, and he falls down, and then as the camera sort of pulls away to show you what you think would be Roxas, it's now Shion. <laughs> uh, yeah, pull the switcheroo. Yeah, whoops. Um... What can that mean? And Riku's voice talks about, uh, is, is sort of like denying Zexion. It's like, no, I remember everything from the islands. And then Shion turns into Riku, laying there, holding, holding his head. 
um, and this conversation uh, continues to play. And I think it's Zexion who says, uh, who threw away those friends? Maybe it's your own actions you've forgotten. Uh, it was you who destroyed your home, and now it's Sora who is there. Very briefly. Very briefly. Um, <laughs> it, turns, it turns to Riku, then it turns to Sora, and it's a zoomed-in close-up of Sora's eye. Yeah, and I think that happens on the word you. Like, I think he says, and it was you, and then it zooms in. Yeah. As it's zooming in, it becomes Sora. Um, it says, who, you who destroyed your home, and then it fades out. And... Um, we see a seemingly, or at least hopefully more real Shion, um, presumably, and she seems to be asleep and speaking, saying, who am I? What am I here for? And we see that she is being held at by real Riku, as in, like, the right age Riku in the cloak. Notably, this is still on Destiny Islands, yes. though, and mm-hmm. still in that same spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, up on that, uh, that island or whatever. We, we cut to a different scene of Riku. Um meeting with nominee i guess we can go on because it does get back to that once we're done with this i want to like oh we'll unpack it we gotta we gotta we we have to unpack this yeah i forgot it cuts back after the nominee scene but yeah yeah i was also reading my notes like did i skip the the actual ending but no so yeah we cut to riku sitting across from nominee's very long dining room table that is never used for eating, I assume. Yeah, the cinematic language kind of communicates this as like a flashback, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think we know enough about the story to assume that as well. Yeah. But Riku is talking with Nominate, and he wants to know what's happening with Sora. And she explains that some memories are missing. Memories are escaping through his nobody and into Shion. I don't know if she says Shion's name there. Right she away. says into a third person, and mm. now they're starting to become a part of her. Yes. And Riku says, isn't there a way to bring back just Sora's memories? And she says, uh, buckle in, because this is, I guess it's the second line that's long. This but is that episode. She, sa- she says, if they're still separate, then I think I can take out fragments of it. But if her memories and Sora's memory fragments are completely weaved together, weave shouldn't be woven. Anyway, I would need to untangle them from each other, and that would take more time, which means it would take even longer before Sora could wake up again. And Diz wouldn't tolerate that. And Riku says, so what can you do? And she says, if I just jump in and rearrange her memory, then Sora might wake up only to find out that nobody remembers him anymore. That's a risk I just can't take. It's too late either way. Sora's awakening has already been delayed. Sora's nobody, and the one that's absorbing his memory. None of us imagined that they would fight so hard to become their own people. Unfortunately, the real solution is for them both to go away. Did you know her face was blank at first? But now, and we kind of at this point have have a shot of Roxas and Shion sort of standing almost like they're not. This isn't actually happening. They're just standing against a black void to just show who's being talked about. Mm-hmm. And we cut. We focus in on Shion at this point when when Namine continues to say, "Did you know her face was blank at first? But now there's a face that's clearly visible. I think that's proof that she has entered Sora's memories." Sora's memories, Sora's nobody's memories, and her memories. They're all a jumbled mess right now, and to put them back into one, I'm afraid there's no other way. And Riku says, all right. And then back on Destiny Islands, Riku sees Roxas running into a portal and leaving the island. Not noticing that Shion and Riku are right there, I guess? Maybe, or maybe he watched something? That's... 
Because, like, all right, so let's assume that he actually was on the beach picking up a seashell, and he actually saw Shion up there, and then what we saw, quote-unquote, Roxas go through with all the other things, was Shion going through all the other Mm -hmm. things? What we know about Shion, maybe that we haven't talked about on the show yet, but what we know about Shion, it would kind of make sense if she was going through that, uh, what I'll describe an identity crisis, through the proxy of memories that aren't hers yeah that's my guess and then like maybe roxas saw something and riku was up there and like stopped her and has her and now roxas is leaving but also maybe roxas saw nothing because he never talks about it (laughs) yep um do i still have let me cheat do i still have the diary pulled up so while you do that my the the closest thing i have to an, an interpretation of what's happening here is that Shion is uh, having just a grand old time over there at Castle Oblivion. Couldn't be better. Uh, Actually, uh, it's a terrible time that she's having as she's, like, walking through this place that's connected to Sora's memories. And because, as we just learned from Namine, she's sort of absorbing those memories. It's, like, causing her to act them out in these weird dream states. And because, mm. as Namine says, she is siphoning those memories through Roxas, Roxas must be dreaming here, and in his dream, he's kind of connecting to Shion and what she is psychologically Oof. experiencing, and yeah, I mean, therefore they, are... they both kind of share this shared dream that is the end of Riku's story of Chain of Memories, because Which... Riku is connected to Sora. Which Sora, why would Sora have that? Why would they get Riku's memories from Sora's memories? Because uh, Namine has control over the memories of all people who are connected to Sora, so me- maybe somehow that is an important chain in unraveling Sora's chain of memories? It's all a jumbled mess, she says. Um, yeah. The diary says that I don't remember anything from this day, so that's... It, it, <laughs> Great, we can kinda, thanks! We can kind of read into any which way. I think, yeah, her acting things out based on those memories and Roxas sort of experiencing them in a conjoined way makes an amount of sense that I like. Mm -hmm. But geez, man, that's a lot. There's a lot that happens there. There's a lot. Um, That's not even the last, that's not even the end of the scene. We have one more thing that I guess further is going to bring this into question because I don't think, well, I don't think this is real either. Uh, where oh right i forgot about this thing yeah where they're sitting on the they're leaning against that weirdly shaped tree um the paupu tree yeah uh shion and roxas are sitting on it and axel sort of standing leaning up against it which is a a, a trio pose we've seen with sora kairi and uh, riku before and shion starts the conversation by saying is it that i'm not supposed to exist and axel says well what do you want to do, Shion? And Shion says, I want to be with you two. And Roxas says, then come back with us. But Shion replies, I, I can't. Not the way I am now. But what would it take for me to be like you? Uh, and then we cut to Axel getting ice cream on the clock tower. When Axel says, well, what do you want to do, Shion, in this scene? I, my memory of Kingdom Hearts 1 is vague. Does Riku say something? Does... Is there a point where Kyrie says, what do you want to do today? And Riku says, well, what do you want to do, Kyrie?" I don't know. Uh... I wouldn't be surprised. And like this, 
dream Axel is so not a real person that mm-hmm. he is just spitting out lines that Sora remembers because Shion is like absorbing them and it's getting all mixed up. But the Roxas that is here is the real Roxas entering into the dream, maybe. If that is actually a line from Kingdom Hearts 1, I just don't have that encyclopedic of a memory for that game. This episode is what you have to look forward to for the rest of this show, I think. Of just like, who are these? Are any of these people real? It doesn't get much harder than this. I I don't know if you know much about Dream Drop Distance, Wheels. Um, I don't know anything about Dream Drop Distance. So, yeah. like, like, Birth by Sleep isn't this hard. uh, I just played that game and it's not that bad. No, you're probably right. Um... About that one, at least. Can't wait. So, yeah, so that scene, I, I think you're right about what Axel's saying being rooted in something Riku said. Um, I don't, what's the arrangement? Hold on. I know, I know that Axel is in Riku's position because I remember Riku leaning up against the tree. Shion is in Sora's spot. Ah. Actually, hold on. I'm, I have two different reference images from, like, the, in the actual Kingdom Hearts 1 game. It's Sora on the opposite side of, of Kairi as Riku. So based on that, Roxas is where Sora is. Shion is where Kairi is. But in the cinematic from the opening of Kingdom Hearts 2, Sora is in the middle and Kairi is on the other side where Roxas is. So that's, I mean, does any of that mean anything? Uh, I don't know. Probably. I also am looking, I was control effing through the script of Kingdom Hearts 1 and... You have the whole script just on your computer? Yeah, I just looked up Kingdom Hearts 1 script. Oh, I didn't know it was that gave easy. it to me. Um, and there doesn't seem to be a line that m- matches exactly with what I said. So Yeah, yeah. I guess I wonder, my biggest question is with Shion being in the middle, I wonder which, I wonder which alignment they're referencing. Because with Shion, Shion could easily be Sora or Kairi in this parallel. And it tracks. I think that's kind of thematic. I, I think the ambiguity of there is thematically really cool. Like, mm-hmm. um, I guess the thing is, Roxas can't really be Kyrie, is the thing. Right. And, and you've talked about uh, your, your reading of Shion as uh, relating to um, trans identity and sort of being like a trans narrative of someone mm-hmm. who is. She, it, it's so unique in this, in this, uh, in this game where she she was created we haven't really explained in the in in the in the buff what Shion is uh narratively or in, in in the mythos but at this point given what given what Namine said and given the whole castle oblivion thing also like the way we do spoilers on this show we could have just fucking said it from the jump and we haven't sure um, sure and and we're about to so yeah she is a replica that was created, I think, presumably by Vexen, because um, he just does like that. replica Riku. Yeah, she was created to siphon memories from Roxas of Sora and become a replica of, I think, Sora. And because of uh, Sora going through these weird memory things with Naminé and the Pod, and Roxas's weird relationship with not really having Sora's memories, Shion also kind of Shion gets Sora's memories very fragmentally and seems to focus in on the ones of Kairi and take on this, like she, she continues to have this female identity, even though she was created to become Sora, who is, uh, you know, a guy. So like that, that relationship that she holds with 
her identity as something that I thought was uh, poignant as as a trans person. Yeah, and and the fact that she's sitting there in the Kyrie spot to me says like everything around her is the the she in the most like in the most literal way she is being assigned one identity and yet as as she sifts through all of the information that she has she realizes that that's not the category of person that she is and mm-hmm. i think that placement's really powerful yeah yeah and and like yeah asking axel how do i be like like you or asking both of them axel and roxas which is also interesting to me because like they're going through their own things of being nobodies and she's like further othered from nobodies Whew. it's a lot uh anyways axel's on the clock tower eating ice cream they get ice cream on the clock tower to to further <laughs> to further complicate like the the chronology of this it like it hard cuts from that scene where they're all sitting on or sitting up against the tree to uh axel getting ice cream on the clock tower and then roxas joins him and says i went to the beach today <laughs> Uh, and there was a girl who kind of looked like Shion, but he couldn't be sure, which makes me wonder, did he see the real Kyrie or something? And he says he's not even really sure today's mission happened. Yeah, he says, I probably imagined it. To be honest, I'm not even sure today's mission really happened. It feels like I just woke up from a dream or something. And then mm. he says, do you remember our promise when you said that the three of us would go to the beach on our next break? Maybe that's why. Maybe I saw Shion there because I wanted her to be there. Who knows, really? We don't, that's for sure. Axel stands up. I like the idea that, um, like, she was clearly physically there with Riku, but his his experience being dreamlike, I think, makes sense of he's uh, tangentially experiencing what she's experiencing, which, what you said, made sense. Um, Axel stands up and sighs and says, You want to go look for her? Beginning tomorrow, let's use our spare time to find Shion. And uh, Roxas, of course, agrees. We cut to day 277, which is entitled Searching. Uh, not a whole lot happens on these days. No. Uh, this is mission 69, nice, in Wonderland. Nice. Uh, Roxas is alone, uh, meets the Cheshire cat and tells him to fuck off, and the cat tells him there's a big shatter or whatever, and he fights it and wins. Um, and then he leaves, and we see a shot after the, the mission is over of him in Beast's castle looking around, which was very funny, because I, I had already forgotten he said he was going to search, so my notes are just like, wrong castle, dumbass. Uh. <laughs> But then I remembered. Um, so he's searching for Shion. Uh, and day 278 uh, goes to Beast Castle with Axel, uh, fights a heartless boss, and then the there's a scene of him searching in Halloween Town, but uh, no dice. And then day 279, the training mission that doesn't matter. And then day 280, he goes to Halloween Town with Luxord. They don't say anything. They fight some heartless, and then it ends with searching in Agrabah with no sheep. I'm just still thinking about that other day. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, no, it's, do... it's, it's, <laughs> I watched it yesterday, starting my notes, and it's still like the only thing in my head today. It's a lot. <laughs> day 296 is entitled Confessions. Yeah, we skip ahead Rox... 16 days, by the way. Oh, yeah. Roxas goes to the Coliseum. Uh, he's instructed to enter the game so that he can kill some Heartless. And he he does. I don't write anything about it. He enters yeah. the games. Yeah, Phil, Phil is surprised to see him and is like, "Hey, why didn't you tell me you weren't the person that was scouted?" And Rox is like, "I tried, but you you don't listen to me." And he says, "It feels like it doesn't matter." Then ask him where he's from, and Roxas doesn't answer. And Phil's like, "No, I understand. Some people have secrets." Uh, but good news, there's the games being held today. And then Roxas does does it. As he leaves, Phil says, "Don't be a stranger," which is sad because he never comes back. 
Uh, Whoops. And, and then he goes to look for Shion again, and we cut to the clock tower where Roxas says, It's no use! I wrote the same thing. Why do they say it's no use they so much so in this much. series? I don't know. Has Axel ever said it, though? I don't remember. Um, I'm sure if he did, I'd I point it out. I think so. I think that was the first time. I think that's why we pointed, why you pointed it out originally. Oh, yeah, because the shared, quote-unquote, shared voice actor. Quentin, Quentin Flynn wasn't Silver the Hedgehog in Sonic 06. Yeah. But he's Silver the Hedgehog now. Um, anyways. <laughs> so they're on the clock tower. Roxas says it's no use. Uh, Axel says, are you sure you're not forgetting some places? And Roxas says, I've been everywhere I know how to get to. And Axel sits down and Roxas says, the only place I haven't been to is Castle of Oblivion. And then goes on to connect some pretty obvious dots about how uh, right before she left, she was uh, interested in going there and had an important mission the day before she left. And Axel makes some faces and says, uh, well, there's nothing there anymore. And uh, I don't know what the fuck that voice was. Uh, Roxas says, <laughs> well, Shion might be there. And Axel says, Shion, or uh, apparently Shion comes from Castle Oblivion. And um, do you have the actual dialogue for that written down? Roxas says, what? And Axel says, that's probably why she was asking about the place. And Roxas says, I had no idea. Axel says, me neither. I only found out a little while ago. And Roxas just says, Castle Oblivion. Shion. Let's see, he found that out. He found that out the last time we recorded, which means it's been like, how many? That's like a month or two. Axel lies, it turns out. Oh, yeah, he does a lot. Like, he's, he's never, ever completely honest with anyone. Because no. he's trying to be everyone's friend. But turns out, uh, doing what Syax wants him to do uh, directly impacts his relationship with Shion and Roxas. Weird. Speak of the devil, day 297 is entitled Contact. And who do we see a conversation between but Syax and Roxas? Well... Syax and, um, oh, Roxas comes out of his room and immediately hears uh, Syax talking, saying, the imposter has been sighted again. And it's Syax talking to Axel, and Roxas says, imposter, you mean the one that she owned? And he trails off, and Syax says, he's prowling about Castle Oblivion as we speak. And then Roxas offers to go, but Syax says, not alone. And Axel says, he'll tag along because uh, I know CO better than anyone else. And, uh, and he actually says CO, the yeah, thing I've no. been abbreviating this place as since Chain of Memories. Mm-hmm. They also just don't have time to write it out. Uh, Syax yeah. approves of this, and after Syax walks away, Roxas and Axel sort of nod in their own understanding that uh, they're actually going to look for Shio. Um, and then there's an HD cutscene that starts as they arrive, and shit's pretty much just immediately bad for Roxas, huh? Mm-hmm. He, like, grabs his head, and he starts doubling over as he says, so this is Castle Oblivion, and that's sort of when he doubles over, and Axel says, Roxas! And Roxas says, my head, my head! And Axel says, easy, man, let's retreat for now, and and Roxas cuts him off and says, I'm fine, we have to find Shion, and he kind of tries to power through and keep walking, but he collapses and says, what's happening? And Axel just shouts, Roxas! And Roxas says, so much rushing into my head. And Axel says, let's get out of here for now. And Roxas says, no, wait, there's something I can almost. And at this point, Axel just summons a dark portal and takes them uh, both out of the castle and into the portal. Uh, so we cut to a black screen and we hear Riku saying, uh, which we've heard a num- numerous times, giving up already? I thought you were stronger than that. 
which again, because we've heard it a number of times, we know it sucks for a number of reasons. <laughs> and Roxas sort of sits up really quick and yells, Riku, which is a name he shouldn't know. And uh, he's nope. in Twilight Town, and Axel is there and uh, asks if he's okay and says, you just collapsed when we uh, entered the castle. And Roxas only remembers walking in, um, and he wants to go right back. He wants to go right back in, and Axel says, don't push yourself, man. Uh, but suddenly Ra- Axel says, who's there? And the camera turns, and so does Roxas, to see two cloaked figures behind him. It's Riku and Shion. Um, yep, we immediately can tell Shion, because she's the only person who has her face showing that way. Uh, Riku, we don't see anything, but it, like, we know, obviously, and we'll find out in a minute for real. And Roxas says, Shion? But she doesn't respond. She turns away and runs into a dark portal, uh, and the figure stands in between Roxas and the portal as it disappears to get in the way, and Roxas says, Out of the way! Hey! And he says, hey, as the figure runs off after the portal is closed and Axel runs after Roxas saying, you know, Roxas, wait up. Uh, They both chase the figure, which is Riku. uh, And then we kind of get this little boss fight with Riku of like fighting him through all these parts of the Twilight Town underground. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool. Yeah, when they get to the end of it, uh, we get to another HD cutscene where uh, Riku just leaves through a portal. And um, uh, Axel says, I thought the imposter was sighted in Castle Oblivion. Uh, and Roxas says, Shion. And um, Axel's like, there's no way that was Shion. But Roxas says, the first person was Shion. And why would they run? And the camera pans around and we see Shion is watching them. Riku walks up to join Shion and uh, asks her, do you want to go back? And she looks over at Roxas and Axel and then the scene just fades to black. And then we see Roxas and Axel getting ice cream. Roxas says, why would she do that? And Axel says, at least we know she's safe. She'll come home when she's ready. Roxas, but won't they turn her into a dusk? Axel, not necessarily. Roxas, who's that she was with? Why was she cooperating with him? I don't know how you... I think that's what he says. I don't know how you got that past the annotations. But the annotations on the Let's Play cover it, but I think I'm filling in the gaps, and I think that's what is said. I couldn't find a way to turn them off. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Anyways, that's the end of the day. Um, and we go on to the next day, 298, which is called Fracture. Roxas walks out of his room and stops as he's, well, not, he's not in his room, actually. This is like an HD cutscene in another part of the castle. And he's walking, and he sees Axel and Syx up ahead talking. Axel says, uh, you're ordering me to do what? And Syak says, tell me what choice is left now that Shion has had contact with the man in the black coat. Actually, I don't think this is an HD scene. Uh, and they notice that Roxas is there and Syak just leaves. And Roxas walks up and says, uh, Axel? And then Axel just leaves silently. That's probably fine. Uh, and then... <laughs> Ugh, that's, it's so rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roxas goes up to Syak for a mission like usual, but then this starts another cutscene where Syak says that Shion has betrayed them for working with the imposter, and Roxas says no, but Syax says that he's just denying the truth, and Axel is, is clearly on Syax's side this time. Syax says the imposter has been sighted in Twilight Town and sends Roxas to dispose of him like he should have the first time. And uh, Axel is sent to bring back Shion, but Syax very clearly says that uh, if uh, he can't bring her back, then he is allowed to do a more permanent solution. And Roxas is pretty concerned about that, uh, but Axel says he'll think of something clever when he finds her. 
and just says to be prepared for that guy in the coat because he can put up a fight. And then we see Roxas in Twilight Town looking around for, uh, uh, well, whoever, really. Looking for Riku, but he finds uh, Shion mm-hmm. in Twilight Town. I and... think he might think it's Riku at first because he's far away. That's fair. Cloak. Yeah. Uh, but he runs after her and shouts, wait, and he chases her to that dead end where you play that little trash cleaning minigame in Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm-hmm. And she takes off her hood and Roxas says, Shion, where have you been? Axel and I have been looking all over for you. She says, you have? Sorry. And then we get a shot. Uh, it's around here. It's sort of in the middle of the dialogue. We get a shot that shows that Al- Axel is surreptitiously watching the scene unfold from behind a corner. Mm-hmm. Roxas says, let's go home. Uh, if, you, if you come back voluntarily, Syax will let all this drop. He has to. And, that, <laughs> and that's when we see Axel, because we know that shit ain't true. Uh, he goes on to, uh, Roxas goes on to say, that um, he doesn't care what Sayek said, he'll be there with her, um, and uh, he goes on to say that, like, me and Axel will make sure, but when she hears Axel's name, she starts to step back away from Axel. Yep. And then she says, I, I really can't, and he says, why not? Come on. And she starts to run away, and, but he grabs her hand, and he says, wait, and she, at this point, summons her keyblade and points it at him. But Axel's chakra flies in from off the frame and hits her keyblade out of her hand. And, he, and Axel says, well, hello there, Shion. And Roxas says, Axel? And Shion runs to fight, at, just straight up fight Axel. And Roxas says, no, wait. And the two start fighting pretty intensely. Yeah, he's just, a, Roxas is pretty upset. Yeah, at this Roxas is just sort of caught in the middle. Yeah, he's he not yells. fighting, he's just yeah. watching. And he yells, stop! And Shion does stop, but Axel uh, knocks her out cold uh, and picks her up. And before Roxas can really say anything about it, he runs through a portal. That sucks. That sucks a lot for Roxas. <laughs> <sighs> and we, we cut to Roxas re-entering the castle through a portal and runs over to Axel. And Axel just sort of says hello like nothing happened. Um, and he, Roxas is like, where is Shion? And Axel says, safe. And Roxas says, how could you do that to her? You didn't have to use force. But Axel says, didn't I? And uh, Roxas says, we're, you didn't. We're supposed to be best friends. And Axel says, this isn't about friendship. And then he says, um, if that's all, I gotta go. And then he leaves. And Roxas says, if that's all. And then the day is over. <laughs> I laugh because I'm suffering. Yeah. So two nine, day 299 is entitled Sora. We've heard that name before. Hey, who is that again? I don't know. We get a, a shot of Axel and Syx talking, and Axel says, You sure things are going to be better this way? No, he actually he says, You sure things are better this way? And Syx says, I never expected you to question it. If you could save one of them, why would you choose the puppet? Or put it this way. Which would you rather suffer the loss of? Some make-believe friendship or a real one? The face that Axel makes makes me very upset about that line. <laughs> yeah, Syx is referring to the fact that when they were both humans, uh, they were buddies. Mm-hmm. That's implied from this game, so I don't really feel like that's a big spoiling. But... No, I don't think so either. Um, but yeah, so Syx goes on to say, Things are finally right again. Of course we're better off this way. Zimnus is exasperated from all the fixing we've had to do. We have to set things right. There is simply too much on the line, League. 
Who is that? <laughs> Who well, is Lee? That's the first time we've heard that name. Well, you add an X in there and switch things around and you get Axel. Yeah, does, what does that mean again? I don't remember. We cut to Roxas asking Zaldin where Shion is like he would fucking know. And he's like, I don't fucking know, dude. And then the camera pans. <laughs> and probably, like, it's not intentionally funny, but the way the camera pans to Luxord walking in made me laugh a lot. Uh. Um, and Roxas runs over and asks uh, Luxord uh, if he knows where Shion is, and obviously he doesn't. I think this line's funny. I didn't write it down, uh, but it's like, hey, have you seen... Uh, do you know where Shion is? And he's like, I wasn't aware that she was back in the castle. And he's like, so you haven't seen her around? And he's like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what, it, what is implied by I had, wasn't aware she was even here. Um, and then he walks off. Um, and Roxas can think of one person who might know. Uh, and we cut to the round room, and Roxas asks, I, or says, I need to know. And we look to another filled chair, which is Zimnus, who says, About what? And Roxas says, Shion, tell me what happened to her. Zemnus says, Shion is a valuable Shion is a valuable member of this organization, but she needs her rest, so worry not. We get a flashback of Zemnus. Day seven or some shit, if you'll remember. Yeah, if you remember, there was a part where Zemnus says something about true names to Roxas and then walks by and we didn't whispers hear something that, no. that we don't see. Yeah, we just see his mouth move, but we don't hear him. This time we do hear him, and he just says, Sora. And then we cut back to the present, snap back to reality, and <laughs> we hear Roxas repeat it as a question. It says, Sora. And then asks Zemnus, who is Sora? Zemnus like smiles at this. But what are midi-chlorians? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and he says, the connection. And Roxas repeats it as a question like this is a Metal Gear Solid game. The connection? <laughs> and Zemnus goes on to say, he is what makes you and Shion a part of each other's lives. And the reason I placed Shion among our number, if you want her to stay that way, I must insist you get your mind off these needless distractions. I will have Shion return to her duties tomorrow. Today, you must focus on yours. And Roxas says, understood. And um, was another scene of him walking through the castle uh, and runs into Axel, who awkwardly says, uh, hey, Roxas. And Roxas is just visibly angry and walks away. And that scene ends. Uh, they were friends. They were friends once, 300 days ago. Um, don't you remember? There's a meaningless Shadow Glob mission in Neverland. Who fucking cares? And after it's over, there's a scene of Syax joining Zimnus in the round room. And there's another conversation in there uh, where he says, are you, are you sure we've taken suitable measures with Shion and Roxas? Zimnus says, I will admit... Shion has strayed from our original designs. However, we are also seeing an interesting side effect. Sayak says, really? Zemnis says, the key. Shion was affected by Roxas just as we had anticipated. This was indeed what we had hoped to achieve. But then, through Roxas, Sora himself began to shape it into her giving Shion a sense of identity. Our plan seemed like a failure at this point, 
But then it occurred to me, Shion is keeping Sora's memories trapped by claiming them as her own. Keeping her close to Roxas will ultimately prevent Sora from ever waking. Saik says, I see, and what of the imposter? Xemnas says, see that he stays away from Roxas. He is merely an impurity that would make Shion's existence incomplete. And Saik says, then we shall return to our original plan. So, good. Glad Xemnas just says everything so yeah. we know. Man. Yeah, Xemnas, uh... Ironically, Zimnus might be the least complicated person we've had to deal with <laughs> in this game. Zimnus, the, the, the structure of this game Here's almost... Here's my evil plan, step <laughs> by step. Weirdly, the structure of this game, where everyone is kind of the bad guy, Zimnus seems like not that bad. <laughs> Even though we know he, he's the bad I, guy. I mean, he kind of is the worst, though, in... Mm. So, like, Syx is the immediate antagonist, but... Zemnis is There are like there are like moments where Syx is making problems and Zemnis like isn't even really the reason yeah. he's doing it. Yeah, uh, that's I true. am not a Zemnis apologist. Do not yeah. worry. Uh he <laughs> it's just he, in the, the context. The yeah, the tricky thing about him in this game is that what he wants and what Roxas wants are the same thing for a lot of the game. Like he says here, like Zemnis wants Shion to be back and to just stay yourself mm. and uh, have Roxas and Shion be best buddies because that prevents Sora from waking up. But mm. so yeah, Roxas... when when Roxas goes to Zemnis, he's just like super chill guy. He's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> right, but Roxas needs to like Roxas needs to realize that. I mean, Shion yeah. can't do that, and that yeah, other yeah. things need to happen. Like that's the arc is that mm. Roxas needs to realize that. Zemnis doesn't actually want the best for him. Yeah, no, they're they are being manipulated by Zemnis. It sucks. Um, bad dude. Uh, uh, it's almost like he might be the bad guy of another one of these games. Um, we then see the tall skyscraper where everything important happens, and Riku is up on top of it, and he sort of looks over to see the the big heart moon and the castle because we know where that is relevant over there, and uh, that scene sort of fades into Shion in her room. And she sort of looks up at that same moon, and they start singing somewhere out there from American Tale. Uh, uh, no. I knew you were gonna do. <laughs> Ironically, that is, I, I didn't think of that until like thirty seconds ago. So my my joke was gonna be, it's just a greasy spoon <laughs> without you. Yeah. So and a patty <laughs> is a patty either way. <laughs> She says, what she actually says is she looks up at the moon and says, what am I supposed to do, Riku? And then the day's over. We go to day 300, which is mostly whatever. It's a Neverland mission. Uh, Roxas is alone. Entitled Shut Down. And Roxas is alone and sees Hook and Smee. Uh, they caught Tinkerbell and are talking about that. And they leave. And Roxas is like, oh, is that her name? Should I help <gasps> her? She's not part of my mission, but... Oh, well, I guess I should help her, and finally does the damn thing. Finally! Uh, and helps her, and she tells him to do something with the maps and follows the maps, but ultimately the Heartless he was after is found through doing this because uh, Hook uncovers it with the thing that he's been doing that we've talked about a hundred fucking times. Yeah, so what's happening is Roxas takes the treasure map that Hook and Smee were following because he's like, well, every time they dug it up, 
they found a heartless and I'm looking for a specific heartless. So maybe I need to do that. But every time he digs up a box from the treasure chest, nothing happens. And he puts two and two together that it's actually Captain Hook. Mm-hmm. That's cause his greed. That's causing the heartless to appear. Mm-hmm. So he goes and finds Captain Hook. And when he does, he finds the giant heartless that he needs to fight, and he fights it, and he wins. Yep. And he leaves, and we see another scene of uh, Hook, or not Hook, Pete. Uh, we see Pete, who is unhappy that his plan is still being foiled, um, and he says he has to up, to, up the ante and um, promise Hook a treasure so nice that it'll just summon the biggest goddamn heartless. Anyways, yeah, so it's implied cares? that he was the one making this fake treasure map and yeah, filling it we've... with junk so that... Yeah. This is like the second time I think we've seen Pete upset about the this his thing not working because Roxas is beating yeah. heartless. Anyways, Roxas goes to the clock tower. Uh, Axel joins, and then Shion joins, and they all sit there silently, not looking or saying, not looking at each other or saying anything. And it fades to black, and it's very weird. <laughs> I don't know why this happened. It's kind of weird. Yeah, but uh, then we cut well, to... it's not weird. It's just that like, what the fuck do you even say? At this point. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just like, they're just, there's so much. I don't even, is this, there's so much like, is this even real? Cause like, yeah, I think it's, I think it's painfully real. I think it's like. They join each other and they're not, they are like so alone. They don't even, can't even bring themselves to tell, they don't want to be around you. Yeah, they can't do the small God. talk of like, oh, how is your mission today when Ugh. they haven't gone over all the shit that they, the terrible stuff that they've just been doing to each other, and they also don't want to talk about that, so they just say nothing and eat their goddamn sea salt they ice cream. They don't even eat, they just sit there silently and stare at the sun. Ugh. It's a lot, Ugh. it's, oh man. Remember when this show had jokes? Vaguely. <laughs> I don't remember anything. My memories are being siphoned. Through a microphone. Uh-huh. Um, we cut our one last cut scene of, of this episode. We cut to Namine in the pod room, and she starts by saying, oh, no. And Diz enters, looking like an asshole, and says, what has happened? And Namine says, Sora's memories, I'm afraid, has stopped. And Diz says, what does that mean? Because what does that mean? Uh, <laughs> Namine says, unless something is done, he'll never wake up from his slumber. And Diz replies, the gloves must come off then. And she tries to disagree, but he just says, nobody's never should have existed, as I'm sure you understand, Namine. <sighs> she says yes, and the day ends, and God, I fucking hate this. I'm glad he's dead. Rest in peace. <sighs> or don't, actually. We did it. Holy shit. Wow. Whew. What do you think? There's, there's a... There's... There might be two episodes before we're done. Yeah, the thing is, there's not many days left technically, but they're pretty heavy days. Um, and yep. we do have to dig up those secret journals and run through those. Oh, yeah. So one or two, one or two more episodes. And then January's so far away, it's fine. It's not feeling that far away. <laughs> yeah, no, July is moving really fucking quick, huh? Uh, <laughs> um... <sighs> I hope nobody wants us to cover Unchained Key. I don't think that's going to get fit in there. No, I don't think so. We might be able to fit in a back cover or something. Oh, I, yeah, I think that's fine. And maybe maybe, maybe I can do, I put some additional research and slide it in there. Probably not. Because there's a lot of stuff that's happened since back cover. Like the, Now that we've gone through the, the sad story of these uh, kids and Axel. Um, Let's plug the sad story that is our life. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not plugging my private Twitter reels. Um, uh, hey, <laughs> b- b- boom. Yeah, no. Now that we've now that we've gone through this sad shit, let's let's plug our our Twitters and ask people to pay us for what we have to go through every week. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, spelled Ghost of J O. I do a couple other podcasts. We just put up an episode of We Are Watching One Piece. We're going to try and do those monthly again back now that now that interstitial's not a big time constraint. I think we can stay on top of it. Um, also, Bed Bath & Bionicle is, uh, is the most uh, rewarding project I've ever been a part of. and uh, So good. It's, it's, it's funny. Also, we'll plug interstitial like usual in a minute. What else, uh, what else you got going on, Wheels? Twitter.com slash the Travis W and a podcast called Very Random Encounters, where some friends and I play tabletop role playing games and randomly determine as much as is possible. We just put out an episode entitled Soothing Sounds and Towering Terrors. Hold on, gotta look at the title. I didn't actually say that Bed Bath and Bionicle is, is the show where Riley wakes me up at 8 a.m. to tell me lore while I get ready for my day. I'm just gonna edit that in there. It's very good. Bionicle lore specifically. Oh, yeah. Not just, not just lore generally. Bionicle's in the name. Yeah. Uh, Soothing Sounds and Towering Terrors is an episode we just put out in our uh, D6 season, uh, our post-apocalypse season, and uh, I'm super proud of it. Uh, it's got like a, we kind of... Sometimes you just gotta go for it and put in that like twenty-five minute cold open before oh, the geez. theme song even rolls. Wow. Um, Logan and Greg did an amazing scene that just the two of them recorded. Ooh, very good. Anyway, oh. fair random encounters. At that Check point, it it's just a mid-roll. It's not even an opening. Yep. Uh, first, I looked at my notes like it was gonna tell me what to say next. Uh, you can follow this show on Twitter at MemorizeCast. You can join our Discord server, which is in our pinned tweet and in the notes, the show notes description, uh, wherever that is on whatever app you're using. Uh, and you can also support the show uh, at patreon.com slash memoriescast. Thanks so much to all of us, or all, all of us. Thanks, us, for making this show. <laughs> uh, thank, th- I want to thank our patrons. We don't do that enough. They're incredible. And everyone in our Discord server is super rad. And if you back, you can get the whole season of Interstitial, the Kingdom Hearts-inspired actual play that we ran. Um, it's also coming out uh, publicly on its own feed, one episode every week on Fridays. If you just search for Interstitial or Kingdom Hearts actual play, it's there. Uh, it's so fucking cool. It's good. Um, and that game, is you can if you want to play that game, which is a game based, uh, powered by the Apocalypse game, uh, inspired by Kingdom Hearts, you can go to bit.ly slash interstitial kickstarter capital i capital k uh, and that will take you to that it was already funded so just like get sort of on the on the come up of getting that game sooner and uh some extra bonuses that come with it if uh riley gets to nine thousand dollars which as of the time of this recording he has not yet reached um the whole game will have art not not just um, not just character art for the different playbooks but like art in the whole book and Mm -hmm. i really want that to happen yeah, it'll be cool. Uh, as of today, I, th- I think we're just over 8,000, which is, like, super cool. It's been, like, a week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so rad. Uh, we made books for it. I made, we hit, we hit those goals. So, like, you have some books in there based on, let's see, you have the time travel book and the amalgam book. Yeah, I wrote The Anachronism, which is a time travel-themed book about um, 
Taking Risks, and then a book called The Amalgam, which is about making connections with NPCs to such a degree that you become the same person. Mm-hmm. And I made two books, which are kind of a foil to each other based on shonen anime tropes. Uh, so I have The Knucklehead, which is kind of like Naruto, and The the, pro- the Prodigy, which is sort of like Sasuke. Uh, and um, other, there's, it, there's other influences than just Naruto characters, but shonen in general. And they're, they're good. <laughs> the game's really good. Yeah, uh-huh. so so get on that. Go there. I think our oh our theme music is a remix of Dearly Beloved by Lake Day, courtesy of Game Chops. I think that's it. Hey, if you're still listening, why don't you shoot us an email at memorizecast@gmail.com if you have any questions about how this game connects to other games or just this game in general? Because we're gonna need them for an answer report. Thanks. So that has been days 256 through 300. Of rocks, this is life. Got it. Memorized. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, where we play tabletop RPGs and randomly determine as much as possible. Remember playing with Legos and swapping the people's heads and limbs to create horrid abominations that God forgot? Our show is what it would be like if those rejected attempts at the human form had to go out and save the day. We turn the nonsense into a story with a nice message, like how friendship is stronger than a mind-controlled goblin jazz band. Hey, that's a thing that really happened. Find Very Random Encounters wherever you randomly determine to listen to podcasts.